afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. Things are going to be a little hobbly today, but we'll get through it. Um, I just mentioned at the end of the show today, we're going to do a little tribute to our veterans as today is the observed Veterans Day for tomorrow. You know, in the pre-show on Locals, Frank, Adam sent over a meme. It was Kamila Harris, as he said. When uh-huh. was it last year that she said, enjoy the long weekend? And that was like her tribute to freaking <laughs> Veterans Day. Yeah. They've said things like that over the past. I would I would suggest. Aside from, you know, Veterans Day in an American sense, that's a uh, um, that's that's very that's very meaningful for us. We've expanded it. We've generalized it. And and rightfully so. Happy Veterans Day. But um, as a throwback to Armistice Day, I really do believe that people should go and read a little bit into the start of World War One or watch the complete World War One conspiracy uh, documentary by James Corbett. OK, so aside from aside from uh, giving thanks to veterans and their service, go beyond that to the origins of Veterans Day, which is Armistice Day, the end of World War One and and look into the start of it, because we are we are living out the timeline of the, the gaping hole that World War One left in the body politic of the West. I mean, it, we are still living, we are, this is all very linear if you look at it from a 30,000 foot view. And I think people should understand that war a little bit more, that it wasn't just about Franz Ferdinand getting blown up and everybody going to, to war over it. It was very, very gradual. It, it is media machinations and war profiteering and angling to uh, reestablish new world orders that would be very familiar to people of this audience. Interesting. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of Veterans Day and f- freedom, in quotes, um, this is the first thing we're going to talk about today. There is a, uh, a Biden slash FCC movement right now. They are planning on implementing the most comprehensive internet censorship and control plan in history. The government will assume effective control of all internet services. The Biden administration has just put forward a plan for digital equity. That's what they're calling it. And it's a plan for all internet services and infrastructure. According to FCC Commissioner Carr, President Biden's plan hands the administrative state effective control of all internet services and infrastructure in the country. Sort of like what they rolled back on steroids. Remember they did this like net neutrality crap for like a year and then they were like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever and it was rolled back? Yeah. Sort of like that. I have a Glenn Beck clip that I sent you. That's the first one we'll play. Share your damn screen out. You got it. You got it. Ready? Frank on the controls today. Let me know when you're uh, I'm good ready. to go. Let's do it. Okay. The Biden administration uh, has just put forward a plan for digital equity. And it is a plan for all Internet services and all infrastructure. According to uh, FCC Commissioner Carr, President Biden's plan hands the administrative state effective control of all Internet services and infrastructure in the country. Never before in the roughly 40 year history of the public Internet has the FCC or any federal agency, for that matter, claimed this degree of control over it. The plan calls for the FCC to apply a far-reaching set of government controls that the agency has not applied to any technology in the modern era. You got that? This has never been done before. No communication devices have ever had this kind of control suggested by the government, let alone applied. He went on and said, Congress never contemplated the sweeping regulatory regime that President Biden asked the FCC to adopt 
let alone authorize the agency to implement it. Here's what's happening. As with everything else the Biden administration is doing, his broadband policies are failing. And the building of Internet infrastructure in this country, uh, the price of it has gone through the roof. FCC wants new 5G broadband services, but it's all needlessly been blocked and delayed by new broadband uh, infrastructure um, regulatory red tape. So the government is blocking the private sector from doing it and then using that to say, see, we need to take complete control. This is breathtaking control of all information the rules the the rules that are suggested and are going to be voted on quick hurry next week the federal government has a roving mandate to micromanage nearly every aspect of how the internet functions so that sounds good i'm excited about that I am too. Yeah, I am too because you you know that it's going to. It, they only are doing this because they want to keep us safe. It, and yes, yes, it's the only way to fight disinformation. There's no other way, clearly, because everything else they're doing is getting struck down. So we, I mean, if if we're going to be protected from the dangerous misinformation and disinformation out there, might as well be like this. Now, listen, you know, here's another thing for you. The fact that this is being proposed, something so you, you can say, if we start, if we play that very shallow party politics game, you say, hey, uh, you know, any precedent you sent is something that could be used by your enemy, the other party. This is more proof to you that there really is very little difference between the parties. And even though there are people with varying levels of integrity and dignity that actually are in Congress or, or are working in um, government, the by and large, the greater mechanism, the greater monster that is the United States government is eternal and it is party less. Yeah. This is a this is a this is a gift to that mechanism. And that they this is it. This is just this shows confidence that there is actually no party that would even have the political will to stop what they're doing or repeal well, anything. Uh, just think about how Lindsey Graham came out applauding the 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 internet bill just several months back that we were like this is a this is a like patriot act on steroids and he was out on on Fox applauding it and even I think it was Tucker at the time. I don't remember what show he was on, but he didn't even know what was in it. Morons. How could you How could you ever? I mean, they, they We they did. Could, well, they don't read it. I said they, usually... uh, they don't read anything. They just vote on. They they don't know what the hell they're doing. This is a this is very frustrating. They're proxies. They're proxies. You know, the government is supposed to the, uh, the Congress is supposed to be a proxy for the people, um, but they're just they've been reassigned a long time ago. And for there, there would be in no, in no sane era of any country's history would this kind of proposal be seen as beneficial in the long term, in the short term. I just keep on asking people to transmute what they're doing on a digital sense into what it would look like if it was done physically. Like this would be like. How can we equate this to physical like government action against people like th- that's why I did the new- the next door example about the government driving down and blindfolding you and, and, and you know, masking your mouth and throwing you back in your house. This next one is interesting to me, Frank. A- this would be like this would be like you were talking about a physical version of this. This would almost be like if you had a special agent assigned to following every one person everybody instead of a guardian angel everybody had <laughs> physical special agent following behind them listening to how they talk to everybody and uh, and and I, I don't know that, that's just pretty much what it is if you want to talk about tr- 
transferring that from a digital world into an analog sense. Mm-hmm. That's probably what it'd be like having a tail on you constantly. Everybody. Even in the bedroom, the shower, everywhere, just constantly. Yeah. Um, this this boggles my mind. A lot of news came out centering around this sort of stuff yesterday. Next clip is there for you. You don't have to in a second. Arrests have been made in a high-profile sex ring that involved government contractors, professors, military officers, executives of pharmaceutical companies, and more. Acting U.S. Attorney for Massachusetts, Joshua Levy, announced it yesterday and detailed the high-profile clients involved doctors, lawyers, accountants, executives at high-tech companies, big pharma, military officers, government contractors. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And? Did you see? Did, I, I, I learned that it, it, was, it was a Chinese-run ring or there's some kind of Chinese influence. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, that's the that's that's <laughs> yeah and they're not releasing the clients because they're you know still investigating but why like we don't ever have the fbi or or u.s attorney's offices doing anything good for us so i don't understand how they're actually doing this why are they doing this they don't care if china's co-opting like that's the thing i'm like it's interesting to me that under the biden administration this is actually being announced we could play the clip now if you'd like where is it? I sent you in the chat. It's Colin Rugg. Oh. Oh, hold on a second. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Whenever you're ready, you can share and play. A second. Sorry. That take your time. Boom. 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 And boom. Earlier today, three individuals were arrested and charged in federal court with operating a sophisticated high-end brothels in Cambridge, in Watertown, and in Eastern Virginia. These establishments were allegedly promoted through two different websites, bostontop10.com and browneyesgirlsva.blog. The three individuals behind these websites facilitated the movement of predominantly Asian women across the United States for sex trafficking and sexual a commercial sex ring, exploiting them in the process. This commercial sex ring was built on secrecy and exclusivity, catering to a wealthy and well-connected clientele. And business was booming until today. <laughs> it's alleged that the prospective sex buyers in this scheme first had to respond to a survey and provide information online, including their driver's license photos, their employer information, Mm. card information. That seems legit, Frank, right? To be part of this illicit club. Employer information. (laughs) The affidavit that's unsealed in court today alleges that once the buyers were verified, they were then texted and allowed to place orders with commercial sex workers. (laughs) They would choose the duration of this encounter they wanted, the types of services they wanted, and they also would receive a menu of different options and different women that they could purchase. Just pause this for a second. Rates between 350. It actually sounds like a, a very, very, uh, very well-run business. It, it definitely was. My point is if, if you're like some high-powered big pharma executive or legislator or whatever, and you want to do this, and it's a Chinese ring, and they come to you and say, we're gonna need copies of your driver's license, please, and your social security number. And also, who you work for, who's doing that? Like Your employer information. No, there's there's so much we're not getting from this. I gotta find, I gotta find this case. It's a fact. You you have to, I I don't know where, it's one of those things where we, we, it just might be become a footnote, or maybe it's bigger. It, it uh, definitely big, is bigger. But as far as how much we're going to be given on this, oh, no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna find this case and I'm gonna follow it and find out everything because I can't I can't imagine anybody being that stupid as to tell people like that. That's almost it's almost as bad as the people that get caught on Tinder with O'Keefe. But the thing the thing I don't get is get Tinder. It's a dating it's a dating app. It it's a hookup app. You're doing your thing. What I don't understand is it can't just be that this particular brothel just 
had the best girls with the highest the, the highest skills in the whole land that every every person of prestige the types of people that he is describing here that was doing business with this brothel that they found it worthy of giving up all of that highly sensitive information about themselves and, then- and their employers where you can i'm sure that you can get uh women for Far less. But, I, but, there has to be something else. And then the fact that they're announcing it publicly, the takedown of it. There's something weird here. Yeah. It's too much surrendered for so little. It's, oh, a, a Chinese hooker? That's that's why you gave what? No, it, it just can't. It, that could, and it, it could not have been the thing that, that came first. It's like, it's not the need for a Chinese hooker could not have been point a (laughs) okay that could not have been the thing that precipitated this so i i I wonder what the real story is well we're gonna do our best to find out i i vow today this is one case frank's not gonna mind if i chat about on dark (laughs) no because this is this is like fascinating yeah fascinating and it's also a detective work too so Mm -hmm. it's Spe- I, I almost want to jump. Well, we're going to do Marsha Blackburn now. Not literally, but we're going to play her. I put her in the chat. It's 30, 38 seconds. I don't understand why this had to happen today. Um, well, it's not that, uh, it's not that bad, Marsha. Yeah, Blackburn. but I'm a control freak, and I have zero control right now. That's all right. <laughs> Give it up, Tracy. Did you hear that? What? My belly made a growl. That's very rare. No, I didn't hear it, but Aurora would have. She hears everybody's bellies. Does she? she oh, your belly growl. She's so cute. I can't. Hold on. Here you go. Marsha Blackburn. Blackburn fly. Here we go. And since we're in the business of issuing subpoenas now, here are a few more that I filed. A subpoena to Jeffrey Epstein's estate to provide the flight logs for his private plane, given the numerous allegations of human trafficking and sexual abuse surrounding Mr. Epstein, I think it is very important that we identify everybody that was on that plane and how many trips they took on that plane and the destinations to which they arrived. Uh, well, and since nice. we're in the business... Come on, shut up. We're a little, we're like 20, 30 years late, but hey, I mean. Oh, can you imagine if this was a priority? Can you imagine if something like this was a priority? Like, and obviously, it's, I know why you, you stacked this the way it did. I mean, it's very, uh, we're similar vibes to what we're talking about, the honeypot situation that we we're just talking about before. The most powerful, influential people in the world are going to this island for years with impunity, just like some of the most influential position holders inside of our own government and our military are going to this Chinese brothel. Obviously there's intelligence being collected. There are lives being ruined, but it's all about wielding and maintaining power on a very large level. So it's a wonder why it's not prioritized. I mean, just, it's very strange. I I just sent you another one. You should have just stayed up. It's it's very strange. It's very strange to me that all of this, that case is going to haunt my dreams. The one we first talked about. Okay, so let me, let me explain this one to you, okay? Hold on a second. I'm putting, I changed the view, but that's okay. Uh, This girl, this little girl here that we're about to watch this clip about was manipulated into sharing naked photos of herself on the internet by an oh by someone basically somebody on the internet like manipulated her into sending naked photos of herself to them okay the dad calls the cops to report it and this is what happens when they show up at midnight 6 hours after play the clip in the in the thing um, the video. okay hold on hold on a second Let me. 
There a better pop with cream soda? Pop? Yeah. Mm. No. Uh, no, Ice Krispy Sprite could be. Oh, you know what? I was pop Sprite. I haven't been Sprite since I was like a kid. Who did you say that? Sprite's good. Especially like y'all Sprite. Oh, you know what? I lied to you. Do you ever see like, that Sprite challenge? <clears throat> Take your bottle Sprite transfer. <laughs> Listen to this. All right. All right. Yeah, she's in bed now. It's, 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 well, it still happened though. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just um the whole point. I just want you guys to come over and talk to her. I mean, I just want her realize what this was. I mean, reality is not much I can do about it. Isn't it? I mean, she could probably get charged with child porn. Who she can? Mm -hmm. She's eleven years old. She's creating it, right? She's eleven years old. Doesn't matter. She's still making porn. No, she's not. She's being manipulated by a grown ass adult on the Is she taking pictures though? You guys have a nice seat. Okay. Thank you for coming. Are you serious? Have a nice seat. Ah. Yeah. Ah, and yep. off to go buy a soda. Off to go buy a soda. Yep. Yep. And so, I, I mean, they literally... They didn't phase her. No. Didn't even phase them that it's even happening. Nope. And the, the chief of police there says... My expectation is that our officers treat every victim of crime with compassion, decency, and dignity. What I saw in that video did not reflect that, which is why we referred this case to the inspector general. I want to make clear this incident does not reflect the division as a whole. Our officers do outstanding work to bring comfort and yeah, just. What about the uh, reflection of the, the laws on the books? So she, she was citing law. Like who, she was citing who is culpable by law. Is that actually? I, I don't think at eleven. No, like in South Carolina, I, I had an incident where I I I came across a ch uh, a child who was sixteen who was BSing with their friends here in South Carolina about sending naked pictures to her boyfriend, and I looked up the law here. Sixteen, you start doing that? Yes, but eleven? No. No. Mm -mm. Nope. My gosh. Insane. So, yeah, I mean, this this is, I mean, they literally wanted to hold this 11. They, they threatened the dad to, they were going to arrest his 11-year-old daughter because she was taken advantage of it. You would think the female cop would be even more sympathetic than, than I mean, you, you have a this young girl being, preyed upon by an older man you think that she that would trigger some kind of maternal instinct mm. but she's so cold and not only that if there's even a crime they just walked away like all right see you later like like if they really believe she committed a crime it's kind of their duty to actually do something about it no like if you if you see somebody taking drugs or do or dealing drugs and then you say you go to the, the you go to the person you're like oh you you know that's that, that's a crime and they're like have a good night you don't leave like, <laughs> you just see what I'm saying? It's yeah. almost like they used it on purpose against her. It's terrible. It's just terrible. Jeez. Cat in the chat says the female cop is a pick me who is probably effing every cop in her department right now. I I I wouldn't be surprised. Talking about soda. Unbelievable. So Frank, they found out who that guy was the other day. The one who was insulting. The worker, the uh, poll worker. Remember, we played him. He was cursing at him. I heard about this. I heard about this. Where, where, where did he pop up elsewhere? Mar Marco Polo used facial recognition software. He was a heckler. He actually was yelling at Trump in video in uh, years past. He's been in the news a bunch of times. Um, his name is Martin. His last name is Martin. Oh. And he actually, Martin. he works for the Health and Human Services Department as a foster care system advocate. Oh, good, good. We need people as caring and as stable as he to uh, to help all the children who need homes in the country. That's yeah. exactly who I want working with foster children. That 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 prissy butt plug laden freak. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah. So then. This one was great. This one was great, Frank. I, I saw this yesterday. The number of kids whose caregivers are opting them out 
of routine vaccines has reached an all-time high, the CDC says, potentially leaving hundreds of thousands of children unprotected against preventable diseases. Uh, Unprotected against sudden death. (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, Oh, I should say unprotected from... What what would be... uh, Life? I I don't know what the hell... You know what it is? It's just so many people have seen... No matter what the hell they throw at people, no matter what the censorship machine looks like, parents are seeing children who are dropping dead that or or are developing chronic conditions with their heart, with their brains, with their nervous systems that is not normal. It never has been in any phase in human history, and it never will be unless there is some kind of an outside influence on the situation. There was- so no, there's, it's just too much is being seen far too many places there is um something this morning that came out sent to me um the chart below from the u.s department of health and human services shows the united states with the highest infant mortality rate out of the 26 developed nations listed um from the chart a baby born in the u.s is nearly three times as likely to die in the first year of life as one born in finland or japan that same american baby is more than twice as likely to die in their first year of life as a baby from portugal sweden the czech republic or norway which is unbelievable but listen to what the article says does that account for population difference though i don't know i mean we we have our our our, you know our health care priorities here on a whole are pretty disturbing the more you look into it the more that is shoved into babies and forced onto them but i mean we do have a much larger uh population than portugal yeah i don't know i I didn't look into it too much it's just a tweet that vigilant fox put out so i didn't like dig into it it just it hit this morning right before the show went on so it just makes sense with what we're talking about i'll i'll look but you're right you're right it could be let me see it's gonna bother me now um, I don't know who did that math. Vigilant yeah. Fox usually covers all that, though. So yeah, I, I, but this is yeah, but this is someone who commented underneath that, so it wasn't him. Um, anyway, the article says this. This this blew my mind. The report didn't dive into the reasons for the increase, but experts said the findings clearly reflect Americans' growing unease about medicine in general. There is a rising distrust in the healthcare system. And vaccine exemptions have unfortunately trended upward with it. The CDC report found that 3% of children entering kindergarten during the 2022-2023 school year were granted a vaccine exemption from their state. It's the highest exemption rate ever reported in the U.S., 40 states saw rises in exemptions. In 10 states, the exemption rate soared over 5%. I wonder what the growing distrust could be. This is such a positive development. I can't even explain to you. The very Between this and homeschooling altogether. Yeah, I mean. It's huge. It's huge. Amuse commented underneath this tweet by NBC, you shouldn't have lied about the COVID vaccines. You've screwed millions of kids. And all of the comments underneath it are like, well, guess what? They didn't just lie about the COVID vaccine. And then their people are talking about all the vaccines that have been that have been drilled into our children that are hurting them. And it's 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 just beautiful to behold. It really is. Didn't you bring up a couple of didn't you bring up a week or two ago that even Peter McCullough yep. was saying he's he's off the the vaccine schedule train altogether. Yep. Or or he's or he's going in that direction. Uh huh. I mean that's that's big because I mean he uh, he, he was still ma- recommending Paxlovid a few months ago. So yeah. Yeah, and, and of course a a uh, at least a small cluster of childhood vaccines and all that stuff, but. It, it, it's at this point, it's really just about the dealer. It's really just about the dealer. I mean, the whole idea of be, uh, of assisting somebody to become an inoculated against one thing or another, I, I wouldn't be able to to uh, to tell you how that works or if it's possible and how you can do it safely. Aside from getting sick and building up immunity and taking care of the terrain that is your body and just learning about the immune system, how it can be bolstered. But I don't. Um, but you know, it's just at this point, who, who's the dealer? Would you would you buy 
Would you buy a dime bag of weed from someone that you know hates you and lies to you all the time? I wouldn't buy anything. I wouldn't I wouldn't buy saline solution from a person like that. We played the clip of the uh the um we we played the clip of the uh Brady Bunch where they were talking about measles and how normal it was and everybody had measles and they were all I mean it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, um Joe Manchin not running for re-election. Everybody's mumbling he's going to run for president against Biden. And he says he's going to unite the middle. Oh, boy. That's what he says. I had a clip, but I'm not going to play I'm waiting. It. I'm waiting to see what the hell they do about Biden. I know. I waiting know. to see. Because uh, it can't be good. No, the, no. The, the real the real poll numbers can't be good. I know they keep they keep saying he's floating between thirty eight and forty five percent. Get the hell out of here. That's yeah. over. That's overcorrected at least twenty five percent. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yes, that's overcorrected by nothing. A hundred percent. The polls are nonsense. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this. This is you're gonna love this one, Frank. Good. I love loving things. Yeah. This is gonna be right up your alley, and you'll laugh when I tell you why. Lauren, uh, some bitch I know on Twitter, yesterday posted this, and I've seen this guy before, so I have to talk about it. Millionaire biohacker Brian Johnson claims he has reverse-aged his penis by 15 years. He wears a small device on it every night, Frank, and he undergoes shockwave therapy to approve, improve his erection length. He says his penis is 15 years younger because of it, but he has yet to reach his goal, which is what, 10? I don't understand. I'll know when my penis looks 20 years younger. <laughs> I know exactly what it looked like 20 years ago, and I'm not there yet. This guy, his day, let me just explain his his day. Like, I don't even know why he's bothering at this point. His entire day is consumed with regimens, workout regimens, vitamin regimens, food regimens, UV light therapy, all kinds of crazy shit to keep himself young. He goes to bed at like nine o'clock. He can only sleep in a room by himself in a certain level of darkness that is beneficial for the human body. It is not life. It's an obsession with trying, and he doesn't even look good he's 46 look at him he looks like he's 72 in some greek statue or something i don't i wonder if he i wonder if he's one of the people who tried that ambrosia product to to get young young blood infused into you these know are what you gotta look out for i'm not i think let me see something hold on i saw this i had actually i saw the headline i didn't read the story but i saw the headline and i bookmarked it for when i come back on the show on i don't know we'll see if i don't know I might have done a late night Saturday night broadcast or if I do it on Monday night, but I saw this and I was like, oh, electric shocks for your penis, huh? There's this technology. You have a wand and you sit in a chair and the technician uses the wand and basically shocks your penis through acoustic technology. The oh, shocks. So you have to go to a place. You're not walking around just getting your balls shocked as you're walking around like a flea market or something. <laughs> the shocks, which are not electrical, work similarly to workouts by creating micro injuries that the muscle then rebuilds. The uh -huh. treatment is painful. Describing the pain as a 7 out of 10, but a 9 out of 10 at the tip. What is even happening? I, I think he just wants somebody to, I think he just wants somebody to inflict pain on him. I think this just might be you know, sadomasochism, sadomasochism, at, or something about that, and then and then humiliation. To I think he likes humiliation in the way that he tells the public about this. On on the program, he showed off the small sensor device he straps to his penis to measure the duration and strength of his erections for three to five nights in a row every month or so. The data on erections are important, he said, because quote it represents psychological health, cardiological health. People are not familiar that nighttime erections are actually a meaningful health indicator. They last about two hours and 12 minutes. It's the morning erections you gotta me measure. Can I ask you a question? Does that happen <laughs> yeah. when guys have to pee in the morning? You know, some, there has been times in my life where I've, I've wondered, is this boner or because I am, because is it like a last ditch effort for me to not pee my bed? 
Like does does it does it prevent because I because I do because I do have to pee. But then think, again, you wake up in the morning and you usually have to pee anyway. Too. I think it does. I think that that's why it happens. Honestly, I He's, do. If, so then, what happens with women? You guys don't get boners. So mm-hmm. do you, do you do you just pee the bed after a certain? I've never I've never had that happen. I don't know. I've woken up having you wake up. Well, you do know um, that pee is stored in the balls. What? You don't know that? Shut up. That's bullshit. Pee, pee is stored in the balls. That's nonsense. This is anatomy. How does it get in there? I th- that's just where it's stored. I don't know. What? It doesn't come right from your bladder into your... into your. What are you, a cavewoman? No, everybody <laughs> knows that it's... Everybody knows that it's stored in the ball. I have ball. to see this for myself. I don't believe you. Where does women, women don't store their pee in their uterus. Well, you guys, all your parts are on the inside. So I don't know. I don't know how believe you. <laughs> Where is a pee stored in the balls? No, it is not stored in the balls, you liar. I knew it. <laughs> well, whatever you're looking into, that doesn't sound legit. This is totally getting clipped. <laughs> Video of is pee stored in the balls. What is the origin behind the meme pee is stored in the balls? Yeah, look into the origin. It's a rumor because the producer could only get a 27 clip of the original recording and then originally got the full song. I don't know what that means. Anyway, yeah, so. <laughs> that was the mid show break. I love it. <laughs> Frank is a tool. That. Frank is a tool. <laughs> that's that's what, you know you know it, it, that reminds me of something here. I love this is one of my it's I don't know, it's not a meme it's just funny. Where the hell is it? This is one of my favorite things. There's a couple of things that I keep with me that I know will never actually be useful in 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 a in any kind of a sense, but I keep it on my phone because whenever I'm feeling blue. I there's I know some things will just make me feel better about myself. <laughs> there is a there's a you know, Ben Carson, of course, Doctor Ben Carson. He he wrote he wrote books in his life. He's a very talented and um, very talented man, very smart man. Uh, but I I encountered <laughs> I oh encountered this alternate book cover oh uh, years ago, oh and I I look at it every once in a while because. It makes me feel very happy. Here it is. <laughs> the, ben, the, the book is called Drink Pee, Tastes Good While Feels Warm and Nice by Ben Carson, best-selling author of I Dislike Bugs. That's it. So just remember, this this guy is a uh, he's a doctor. So that's remember. not real. No, he he wrote this book. He's a doctor. I don't even know what's happening anymore. <laughs> Tastes good while feels warm and nice. Always remember that he's a doctor, so you should just listen to him. Oh my god! We got a twenty dollars uh, rumble rent from PDR one one one. He says, "Doctor radiation say testosterone levels are highest in the morning." Really? Well, that's the best time to work out, if you ask me. I I wish I can do it more often. I just can't bring myself to do it. Some I just want to get. You I definitely feel- can't do it with your pee engorged balls in the morning either. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but but you know, it's just one of those things where I, I get up and now I'm I'm focused and I I got all this you know inspiration and I just want to start working because I want to get the the show out of the way and I'll get all my work done and I'll be in a really good position by about one one thirty two p.m. and like all right time to work out and then I'm just like. Oh. No, I'm wiped out now. So you do it in the morning and then? I should have done it in the morning. So I I have to get into that. But now it's really rough. You can do that in the spring and summer very easily. But now it's rough to go outside into the 20-degree morning and whatever. We'll get it done. Um, Tim, Tim Peck says, I guess we're done for today. No, actually, I have like a thousand more things to talk about today. <laughs> it's a busy-ass Friday. We got to yeah. save three minutes at the end for our tribute to the veterans. Um. A couple things coming out of Georgia, guys, okay? Defense attorneys for... There's that case ongoing. We've written about it extensively at Uncover DC. Wendy has done an absolutely fantastic job of following it along. But there's 150,000 ballots in storage, quote, 
that are supposed to be examined in this case. Remember, you probably don't, but it was like, I don't even know when this case was originally filed. The the, the Fulton County um, folks brought in criminal defense attorneys to represent them in this case. It was crazy. These criminal defense attorneys just withdrew from the case yesterday, which is super interesting. Um, and a lot of the people involved are saying, this means to me or us that they potentially are going to come forward and say that they destroyed those ballots that the judge is ordering be examined. Mm. So that's going to be something to keep your eye on. And in tandem with that, Wendy went down to Georgia. Did you guys know that Stacey... Wendy a- went down to Georgia. Wendy went down to Georgia. Stole the zeal. Oh my God, I want to hear it. I want to hear it now. Um... Yeah, I shared this. I shared this the article that Wendy uh, published yesterday. I know she went down there to do the job. Sorry, that was my phone. My Somebody phone. called you? No, I just played the song on my phone, so you oh, could hear it too. Um, no, I didn't. Hear- I played it. I, I held the phone up to the microphone. You didn't hear it? No, no. Your microphone probably canceled it out or something. I just give up. She went down and, and, and Stacey Abrams sued True the Vote because True the Vote wanted to examine the voter rolls before the election. And Stacey Abrams said it was voter disenfranchisement and sued her. And the trial just happened. It was in, it was nine days, I think, of a bench trial. Wendy saw the last couple days. Basically, Stacey Abrams is saying it's racist to want to clean the voter rolls. <laughs> True the vote is saying, what are you out of your damn mind? It's racist to clear the voter rolls. And they what, were. What if, what if, Stacey, and and tell us, tell us, what if the voter rolls overrepresent white people? What if the discrepancies with a, a state's voting, uh, voting rolls overrepresents white people? That's impossible. No, it's impossible. It's impossible. No, no, no. It's impossible. The comments today are just off the chain. Stacey, Seriously. Stacey Abrams' naked legs look like two walruses kissing. I mean, I swear I love these people so much. Everybody in our chat is hysterical. I, I wish that somebody can just ask her that simple question. What if it's... How, dis- how is it racist? Mm-hmm. Well, what if cleaning it up would actually benefit black people? Yeah. You, you could... you She... Could not say, and that's the whole thing. Like my uh, my guest earlier this week, Marley Hornick, with New York Citizens mm-hmm. Audit. She that's the thing that she keeps drilling down. It's not a matter of saying this is the party who stole something from this party. It's a matter of saying that based on what is publicly available information, our elections are completely unverifiable. You can't say what happened. Yeah, you don't know. It could have been the Democrat won by more or black people were disenfranchised at a rate of two to one. Nobody will know. Um, The crazy thing about this is that Catherine met with with Kemp and told her the number, told him the number of like a hundred and something thousand people he thought were wrong. And Kemp said to her, yeah, you know what? I'm actually surprised that you think it's that low. It's probably much higher. Georgia cleans their voter rolls every other year, I believe. And um, this this article is really, really good. You guys should take a minute to read it. And they they just wiped 189,000 or some off their rolls two years ago or a year and a half ago. So it's not like it's out of the question that these things are happening. So there's that. Um, I wanted to talk about, I'm skipping now because there's two stories I really wanted to get to. One of them was, um, what happened in Michigan, Michigan Township Green Charter voted out its entire local government over over a China linked EV battery maker that wanted to build a factory there. And the um, the entire council in this township voted to allow this battery plant in. The citizens all got together, voted them all out, installed the new people and stopped it. Amazing stuff about how local action actually impacts your life. It's just a fantastic story. I have a YouTube clip of it, which is two minutes and 30 seconds long, which we'll skip. But that was the story I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the dude in New York, Frank, who noticed that a woman was getting robbed and fired two warning shots and then himself got arrested. Of course. 
can't can't do a, the job uh, quicker and better than the the police. Of course, can't can't practice I, some. You know, you can't be uh, independent. Can't be an adult that looks out for other people effectively. No way. No, no. It, it's not crazy. New York. I, I have to get the I have to get all the the, the real dig deep uh, the 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 deeper dives into what is going on with Eric Adams right now because I keep hearing I uh, I got Sal Greco that'll probably come on the show for a short quick uh, short appearance next week to give me some insight because I know he's suing him and I but there's also all these reports from Politico and elsewhere that he that Eric Adams is lawyering up yeah because that, they went to they raided his biggest fundraiser's house. The day he was on his way to D.C. to talk to them about the illegal immigration problem, which he's been screaming about, which is something you cannot do because he's raising hell about that because he's trying to, quote, protect the city and he's actually trying to do something to fix it. And they're mad at him for bringing attention to it. So they start raiding his his fundraisers place and they try to take him down. That's what happens right now. Well, there's there's definitely that. But there's more, there's more like organized crime kind of stuff. I think his 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 uh, past is coming up to haunt him. So there's so much there's so much happening in New York. It's it, it's it, I mean it, it's like a, becoming a dystopia. This this last story before we play our tribute. Did you hear about this this pastor and mayor from? Um, that that was ended up being tra- transgender and posted photos of himself online and then he killed himself when it was exposed and he wrote a memoir he wrote a story about him actually accosting a woman and stealing her identity and the woman was real that is uh that's silence of the lambs basically but this guy he killed himself after he was outed which is very sad but he was weird Man, we'll go over this more on Monday. I don't want to skip over. I this. saw that picture. I saw. I, I saw that picture. I thought, but I didn't know that there was a, an assault and a suicide that was a part of that. There was no assault. He just wrote about that. Apparently, um, Steve Dace had hit the people that reported the story on the show yesterday. So, um, here is. We just want to say, um, listening to the song makes me even more kind of emotional today because of what it stood for when I was a kid versus what it stands for now. But this is a little tribute to our veterans before we end the show. You know what we should do, Frank? We'll say the closing and then we'll play the song. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Okay. You have been listening to the Dark Delight podcast with... Frankie Val on the drums and... Beans, we want to wish a very um, a, a very respectful and happy Veterans Day to our veterans tomorrow. We're going to play this song to go out. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Radio Influence. Frank's Monday through Friday at 7. I'm Tuesdays and Thursdays at 2. And obviously live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Rumble, Getter, and X. Let's listen to this, and then we will say goodbye to our audience. Okay. So I'm not, am I putting the video up too? Yeah. All right. Hold on a second. By the way, this is the Air Force Band with Lee Greenwood. Beautiful rendition. Just beautiful. <laughs> I can't hear it. It's gone. If tomorrow... There we go. What? What do you mean? Just randomly started out of nowhere. 16 seconds in? Yeah. Do you hear this? No. You don't hear that? No. But you hear 10 seconds later. It's not right. Something's not right. You know what we're going to do, Frank? I will play it. You can. I'll make it full screen and play it. You can bow out and I'll just play it with my audio for the day. I don't know what happened. What a weird day technologically. But we got through, though. I mean, it, it wasn't, it's not like we had to abandon ship altogether. No, thank you for your help. And do not leave, guys. You need to hear this. Do not leave the chat while I play this. All right. See I'll you bounce soon. then. Peace. Bye. Dude.
If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Where the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee across the plains of Texas oh from sea to shining sea from Detroit down to Houston New York to LA where there's pride in every American heart and it's time we stand and say It's worth fighting for, guys. Love you all. We'll see you on Monday.